This is the Misfit Vegan Podcast, episode 478. If you have been diagnosed or you've diagnosed yourself with binge eating disorder, I know what you're going through and I know what it's like. I am in recovery. I am a recovering binge eating disordered woman. I often call it a food addiction. I'm a recovering food addict, but I was technically diagnosed with binge eating disorder and body morphic disorder. If you know what those two things are, and if you happen to be dealing with those two things, I'm so sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. It's not your fault. Please understand, it is not your fault and there's nothing wrong with you. You see, everyone is dealing with something. Everyone. Okay, you might binge on unhealthy food until you literally have to throw up or and and this is different than bulimia because bulimia occurs when you force yourself to throw up but binge eaters people with binge eating disorders they eat until they have to throw up and me well I'm just sharing that I had a massive fear of throwing up but I also had this binge eating disorder. So you can imagine how incredibly stressful it was for me from the age of 13 to 26. Um, So let's, I wanna talk to the people out there that have been diagnosed or self-diagnosed with that binge eating disorder and body dysmorphic disorder. Um, Everything in you is telling you to stop this, but you can't. And you feel like you're all alone, but you are not. I mean, statistically, hold on, I'm just gonna look it up. Statistically, there are so many people suffering in silence. Sorry guys. I'm trying to get the 2023 statistics. 1.2% of adults in the U.S. have had binge eating disorder in the past. Whoa. I mean... That's of the entire U.S. population, right? The entire. And that's the people that have, like, reported it, that have been clinically diagnosed by, you know, a clinic or a a therapist, you know? That's just the ones that, that we know of. Most people are never diagnosed. Most people think it's just something wrong with them that they can't stop eating. And it's all to different degrees. Some people, they're, they're binging and they only do it when stressed. Okay? So we all have that in us where we eat just too much because we don't want to feel. I had it where I, I couldn't 
go to sleep. I couldn't end the day without a binge. Um, similar, similar to a true alcoholic, which will drink no matter what the occasion. Happy, sad, depressed, grateful, whatever it is. They need that substance. And the, the substance of choice for a food addict is salt, sugar, and oil. And so, yes, I am a recovering food addict, but if I start consuming salt, sugar, and oil again, I will have the same dis-ease that I had again, which is a food addiction. I don't believe that addictions can be cured. This is just from my experience and research. I only believe that addictions can be managed. If you truly have a food addiction, and I know you hear me talk about this a lot because I, of course, run a, run a program to help people, but if you have a food addiction, you need to seek help. It's not going to happen on its own. You're not going to wake up and just be free from this addiction. So whether you work with me or not doesn't matter. You have to work with someone. Seek out a therapist, a food addiction-based therapist. Seek out someone to help you, a professional to help you that has done this, that has helped other people do this. Because just like an alcohol addiction, like that's why they created AA. So that they have people to help them who have done this themselves so they can do it. You can't do this alone. I mean, try. Maybe you can. But haven't you tried already? Haven't you been trying every single day? Every single, every single second of every day? I know. It's exhausting. It's truly exhausting. And I'm sorry you're dealing with this. And I want you to know you're not alone. There are so many people. So many. Because, I mean, what is 1.2% of the population? Hold on. Sorry, another statistic I'm trying to get, but it's like just silence. <sighs> Breathe in and out. Um, I'm not very good at this. <laughs> Basically, guys, there's 350 and 25 million people here. 1% of that is, what, 3 million? You do the math. I'm guessing it's 3 million. That's a lot of fucking people. Am I right? I think I'm right. So you're not alone, I promise you, and you're listening to me right now. And you've connected with one person, and, and I know there are so many more people, but they're just not talking about it. Um, it's a horrible life. But the one thing that I can tell you is that it gets a lot easier once you realize what we are designed to eat. If the people, if everyone in the world that had binge eating disorder, if they started eating the food that we were designed to eat as humans, fruit, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, right away, it gets infinitely easier.
because all you have to do, and of course, you probably want to, of course, you probably want to buy way more than you need because in the beginning you will still have binge eating disorder and I had it as a raw vegan. I certainly ate way too much and I still do sometimes, not to the extent that I used to, but I mean, when I first went raw, that's why I had to quit my job and I had to work at a health food store because I could not afford to be raw. Because, and, and so since I couldn't afford to be raw, I had to find a way. And the way was to work at a health food store one day a week so I can get a discount and free, free produce, free stuff. All right. And I eventually stopped eating so much because what happens is your cells want nutrition. And if you're eating things with zero nutrition, your cells are just going to keep telling you to eat and eat and eat. That's physically what's happening. Okay. That's physiologically what's happening. You are getting a signal to your brain to eat because you're not getting what you need. Once you start eating fruit, vegetables, nuts, and seeds and abundance, and you really prioritize that you really do. When you go to the store, you buy a few watermelons, you buy seven to 10 bunches of bananas. This is for one week. Okay. You buy five bags of grapes. Grapes are super expensive, so I understand if you can't do that. But you buy an abundance of the foods you can buy. Bananas are like the go-to. Lots of calories. That's like the go-to in the raw food movement. If you don't have a lot of money, obviously you know that, right? Right? So um, you start eating these foods that have lots of nutrition and all of a sudden your cells are getting different information because of course you know food is information. So your cells are getting lots of new information and it's getting to your brain and your brain is saying, wow, we're getting what we need. We're not gonna be hungry anymore. So you become 50% less hungry as soon as you start eating what you're supposed to eat, but you still get hungry and you still don't know how to regulate and feel your emotions because that's of course what we've been doing as binge eating people. We have been dealing with our emotions through food instead of feeling because feeling is very, very uncomfortable. And even though everything in your body, every single part of your body is screaming that it doesn't want to do this anymore. The reason you are doing it, 50% of the reason is because you're not eating the proper foods. Yeah, you're automatically going to be cured by 50% if you eat an abundance of fruit and vegetables, nuts and seeds, and you don't have to buy fancy superfoods, and you don't have to learn food com combinations, and you don't have to fucking buy psyllium husk from the, and, and jungle peanuts from the fucking Amazon, Brazil rainforest, bananas, guys, apples, oranges. The best way to make the raw food taste good I'm just going to be honest, frozen bananas, buy lots of dates, get some frozen blueberries, frozen strawberries, you know, things like that, berries. What you're going to do is you're going to make nice cream. In the beginning of my raw food journey, if I did not have nice cream, I would not be talking to you right now. I own ice cream everything because I just kept making big, big bowls of ice cream. It's frozen bananas. You know this, right? Any type of other fruit you want, berries, tastes great with everything. 
every combination, every single other fruit, put it in with bananas. Maybe not watermelon though. Put it in with bananas. Oh, dried figs and bananas, crazy. And then put a few dates if you really want it really, really sweet because you might be used to a very, very sweet um, substance, you know, like high fructose corn syrup or like, you know, these other processed sugars. So you're going to blend that in a high-speed blender. You have to invest in a high-speed blender. There is one on Amazon with a tamper for only $120. You just type in high-speed blender with a tamper and you make big-ass bowls of that. I'm talking about 10 bananas, all right, because... Even if you eat 5,000 calories of fruit and vegetables, nuts and seeds, it's not the same as five to 10,000 calories of McDonald's. It's not the same. It's not the same, okay? So I need you to know that it doesn't digest the same. It's unfortunately, yes, calories do matter down the road, but in the beginning of you breaking your food addiction and healing your binge eating disorder, it's not about the calories and you're not gonna gain weight. In fact, you're definitely gonna lose weight. Okay, it's not calories in, calories out. It's not that simple, but we'll save that for another time, okay? Because the raw foodists that think that, you know, calories are exactly the same, they're not. The calories that come from Twinkies are not the same calories that come from apples, from apples. Okay, so the step one, if you're not gonna work with me, of course you can work with me if you want, but if you're not gonna work with me, getting in an abundance of fruit and vegetables, nuts and seeds, and specifically I'd recommend making ice cream, okay? So freezing your bananas, buying like a shitload of bananas, organic or not organic, doesn't matter. Freezing them, making big ass bowls of ice cream. It's gonna really serve you well. You wanna put some vanilla bean in there, do that. You wanna just have it. I used to love bananas, dates, like pumpkin uh, spice. I used to do that, it's really, really good. I used to make I mean, there's lots of recipes. Go to 100freerecipes.com. It's finally fixed. My, oof, my tech guy finally came through and helped me fix my free recipe book. So you can finally get it, www.100freerecipes.com. I'm so sorry if you tried to get it and you didn't in the past. I'm so sorry, but please try again. It's 100 raw vegan recipes with five ingredients or less. So I actually need to go into a store right now. So sorry, but sorry about that. I know there's going to be lots of background noise, but don't worry. So I'm just getting some figs, honestly. And um, yeah, so that's step one. Step two is you got to get a therapist. You got to get someone you can talk to about how to feel your emotions, how to regulate and feel and understand your emotions. That's what's going on here. You don't know how to do that properly. You're using food for I don't know how long, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years maybe. Sorry about this background noise. Ugh. You know what? I'm going to put you guys on pause. And then when I leave, I'm going to unpause. Okay. Love you. Bye. <laughs> hey, guys. So I don't know where I left off. <laughs> but I'm just going to take a wild guess, a stab at it. And I'm going to guess that I did not mention the other thing. I think I mentioned... It's about feeling your feelings and being okay with that, even though everything in our, your body is telling you to eat instead of feel, okay? Learning how to feel and be okay with that because of course feelings, even though they are real, they are ever changing and we don't need to be afraid of them anymore. Being afraid of being alone, being afraid of being sad, being afraid of being bored or feeling 
or remembering that thing that happened to us when we were six years old. It's really hard, I know. But binging and being unhealthy and being overweight is hard too. So we have to choose. So I, um, I wanted to just wrap it up by saying there's another thing that people with binge eating disorders suffer from and that is of course needing to feel in control. So if you have any type of food addiction or any type of eating disorder, it doesn't have to be binge eating disorder, but if you have any type of disordered eating, it's most likely because you need, you have a very, very strong need to feel in control. And what I realized was there's nothing wrong with me. Everyone has a need to feel in control. But some people use food to do that. And some people use alcohol. And some people use video games. And some people use, you know, there are so many things. So there's nothing wrong with you. You're just, this is the substance of choice. Okay? You probably got a message like me as a kid that alcohol was not an option at all. But how many people are alcoholics? I mean, AA is so common. But I got a message as a kid. Alcohol is extremely dangerous, can ruin your life, can cause a lot of major diseases. And I never got, I never got that message about food. Meanwhile, food is the number one most deadly addiction on earth. So um, feeling, like learning how to feel, and then learning how to be okay with your need to be in control. So all of us feel a strong need for that. And the solution for that is controlling the things that you can control in a healthy way, right? Because, of course, people with anorexia, they're like, oh, yeah, I can control if I eat or not. So I'm not going to eat. But then, I mean, more people die of anorexia than depression. Did you know that? I just found that out. So, um, yeah, it's not easy to do on your own, and I don't recommend it. I recommend you get with a a professional, a group. You do something. Um, I'm sorry, again, if you're going through this. Realize that... I guess, I guess the main point of this podcast is you're not alone. I just wanted to let you know that. Whether you're binging or not, whether you're overweight or not, whether you're too skinny according to whoever's told you that, whether you are, have a real job or not, right? Because apparently I don't have a real job, so like you can judge. You know, people can be judged for everything. Entrepreneurs can be judged by their friends and family for not having a real job. You know, all these celebrities that you admire and look up to and you think they look so good, they're all judged by being too skinny. You know, these other people are being judged for being too fat. There's always going to be too something. You're going to be too something. You're not going to be for everyone. Not everyone's going to like you. You got to be okay with that. That's very surface level, I understand. But it's a part of it. Because we just want to be enough. But we're going to be too something for someone out there. And that's okay. Learning to accept that. 
it's a work it's it's your life's work all right so you're always going to be a work in progress and i'm just really proud of you that you're even listening to this and so yeah that's that's all i got um don't ever in the beginning of your healthy vegan journey don't ever 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 restrict your fruit vegetables nuts or seeds ever um really bad idea and i understand we all need something to be obsessed with because of course the obsession in the raw food community comes from the obsession in the raw food community comes from like needing to feel good enough so like most of them most of the raw foodists they need to eat a 80 10 10 diet 100% fruit or extremely low fat zero overt fat to be good enough to feel good enough because they heard that that was the ultimate way to eat and then nobody can ever judge them then they can be perfect and they can look exactly like this person or that person and it's a never-ending cycle because this person or that person is not even happy or healthy or probably doesn't even eat that way like we don't know what they eat unless you live with someone you don't know what they eat that's the motherfucking truth you don't know what I eat I've said it before you have no idea what I eat I could be holding a Big Mac right now in my hand no seriously don't attach your don't attach your self-esteem to what I think of you because fuck what I think of you okay don't attach your self-esteem to what you eat it needs to be attached to a true belief that you are a magnificent child of the universe worthy and deserving of love how do you get there you start saying it you just start saying it because beliefs are just thoughts you've had over and over and over and over and over again for millions of times so if you say to yourself I am worthy and deserving of love I am a I am a magnificent child of the universe worthy and deserving of love guess what happens you say it about a million times one day you say it and you actually believe it oh my gosh it's like a miracle because you know I used to say I love myself a hundred percent and it's been about 10 years since I started saying it and guess what it's crazy I love myself a hundred percent even though I'm not perfect yet and I never will be even though I'm never gonna be perfect I'm always gonna have something that I'm working on or I don't like or I whatever but I love myself a hundred percent because my worth is not determined by what I eat or what I do or the way I look please start to cultivate this by changing your beliefs you change your beliefs by changing your thoughts you change your thoughts by changing your words you change your words by ch changing your intention and getting to work it's on you boo you got this trust me if I can do it you can do it I'll see you in the next episode Bye. Oh, I didn't touch upon body dysmorphic disorder. I'll do that in another one. Bye.